I don't know if that's the truth or not. But somebody got excited because I heard a little woo out there. Let me tell you a little corny joke. It's kind of corny. But it, it's so corny, it's kind of funny. And most of you probably heard it before anyways, but I'll just kind of, if you hadn't, I'll just kind of give you some insight. You know, it's the, it's the cold season. A lot of people getting cold and, and everybody's getting little sniffles and, you know, so does, uh, you know how to make a tissue dance? Give it a little boogie. <laughs> See, them girls knew it. <laughs> oh, my wife thinks I'm a nut when I say that. She said, you're so crazy. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, and it's good that God is with us, and, and I'm glad that the Lord's on my side, and, and uh, uh, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you tonight, and, and this is prayer, prayer night, and um, I'm thankful always for prayer and for what God does for us, and, and the needs that God meets, and that, the things that God does for us, and and sometimes we go through difficulties, and sometimes we go through life, and we just don't understand it. And, uh, and, and even in the good times, uh, we don't understand why we're going through things. And uh, even in the bad times, we just can't figure out why those things is. Even when life is good and when life ain't bad, sometimes we just can't understand what we go through in life. But I'm glad tonight to say that God's on our side. And that God's got us in, in the palm of his hand and that God's got everything under control. Even when we don't see our lives being in control, God knows what he's doing. And um, I thought, man, you know, what would be good to speak about for prayer night and prayer service? And, and I know that uh, in the next day or two, I guess, today's the 12th, I guess in a couple days, uh, a lot of people's going to be getting flowers because it's Valentine's Day, you know, and Valentine's the 14th of February. And February is kind of like a love month. And uh, uh, wives and girlfriends and boyfriends, uh, they anticipate getting something and, and they get excited knowing that their little filly makes their heart pump peanut butter and all that good stuff. But uh, I'm so thankful for the love of Jesus. And in Psalms, Chapter 5, verse 11, and it's one of the greatest scriptures I think there is. But let all of those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as with a shield. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice and let them shout for joy. Man, I'm telling you, when you think about the goodness of God and what he does for us, it, it gives you reasons to get excited. It gives you reasons to understand that who we're really serving tonight. And Moses was in a, uh, not Moses, but Abraham was in a place one time in his life in Genesis chapter, I think it's 22, it talked about that as Abraham began to uh, have a son, and, it, and his son's name was Isaac, and there, there was a lot that went into him having this child. And there was a lot that went into him 
being excited about this joy that God had given him and this, this excitement of this child that God had blessed him with. And uh, I always thought as a young man, and, and uh, they always say that down in the valley is where you really grow. You know, that's where the flowers and the tulips and all the other different things grow in the valleys. And sometimes in the valleys, there's what they call in America, hard spots. There's times that when we're down in a, a certain place, there's times that it's just a hard place to be. And I always thought that the mountaintop was a type of, uh, of, of uh, celebration that, man, I'm on the mountain. I'm king of the mountain today, and uh, I, I can handle anything. But sometimes some of our greatest tests and trials are on that mountaintop. Some of the hardest battles that we'll ever fight sometimes is being on the mountain. Sometimes uh, the things that we deal with will be up on a mountain that we figured would be an easy road. And so sometimes I find myself, I say to myself, self, I do that at times. I'm ready to get off of this mountain. I'm ready to get out of this experience and thing that I'm experiencing Man, have you ever come to a place where you got sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of the same old thing that you're going through? And you just say, Lord, enough is enough. Well, God put Abraham to a test. He said, listen, I want to take Isaac, your son, your only son, and I want you to take him up on the mountain. And he says, I want you to go sacrifice and, and, and take his life and if you do that, then I know that you really love me. I'm just kind of paraphrasing it. So the Bible said Abraham took his son and he told the lad, he said, stay here. Me and my son's going to go up here and we'll be coming back. And so it wasn't long in chapter 22 of Genesis that so Abraham returned unto his young men and they rose and they went off together. In earlier Bible days, the priests and the prophets would go up into the mountains to worship God and to hear from him. We still talk about mountaintops experiences and we talk about how much we love them and sometimes we talk about how good they are. However, sometimes the mountaintops experience are not always pleasurable. Sometimes they're not always the best feelings. And, and there's one thing about us as individuals, whether it's corporately in a church or whether it's individually, we human beings, we go a lot on what we feel. Our emotions sometimes. Uh, a psychiatrist says that we go through 40 types of emotions, over 40 types of different emotions every day. Holy moly. I really want to go there with something, but I'm not. But, but it says that we go through 40 different types of psychiatrists has done study for years, and he said that we go through 40 different kinds of emotions every day. And boy, ain't that the truth? One minute I could be driving in my car, man, just cruising, and just got a little bit of worship on and, and uh, having a good time, then all of a sudden somebody pulls out in front of me, and all of a sudden my emotion just takes off. I thought he did not. I was doing good just two seconds ago. I point my finger and say, now you don't do that. And he points me the middle finger. And I get more emotion. 
And just five minutes ago, I was doing great. And then I go in the store and I go buy something and I go to do something and there's somebody in line and it says, on the right over the head of the cashier, it says, we will take 10 items or less. And I just jump in one of these lines that they've got 30 or less. And I'm thinking. Anyways, we go through all kinds of emotions every day at work. One minute you could be doing great and all of a sudden your boss will just call you and just the day that was so perfect begins to be turned upside down. Or you go home and the husband was supposed to tuck out the trash this, that morning and it wasn't tucking out and it's running over now because the kids got home from school and finished filling it. There's just different types of emotions that we all run through. But whether it's, it's true how bad that comes, is, I guess it depends on the individual. As I've got over, older, I've got more chilled out. Because there was a time when people would flip me off, I would chase after them. Now that's how crazy that the flesh gets sometimes. There's times that they would do something that would just, man, my, I'm, I'm supposed to be a Christian, but I'm just going to whoop them in a minute in the name of Jesus, then I'll get back to where I belong. So we find that emotions, and, and so, and bear with me, I'm just being silly in a little bit of things, but, but sometimes our emotions take over, and we're so easy to allow certain situations and circumstances of life get us down. We let what people say and do to us determine how our day is going to go. Sometimes we just allow certain things to get a hold of us and, and get an underneath our skin and it determines how our day is headed. And sometimes when we get started in that wrong mode, it's hard to turn it around to the right mode. Because like I said, you can put Jesus on. And I don't care, everything's going good because Jesus is in the car. But as soon as you step out of the car and get to work, Jesus ain't there, the devil just stepped in. And so we find that our emotions is all running all over the place. And can you imagine that Abraham was a man of God? Everywhere this man walked, he walked by faith. God said, go here, he went there. God said, do this, and he did that. He walked by faith, and God blessed him. But he always wanted a child, and finally he gets a child named Isaac. Man, his offspring, he's excited. And God tells him, said, listen, I want you to go take Isaac, your only son. And I want you to take him up and sacrifice. And I don't know what went through Abraham that day, and I don't know exactly all the things that he was feeling. But I know that he was trying to live by faith, but I can also tell you the human side of him come out at times. The flesh still arose at time in his life, and he said, God, I don't understand this. So when, 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 when the priests went up to worship in the mountains, we always look at the mountaintops experience as a great thing. However, the fact is some mountaintop experiences can be a place of trial or the worst trial of your life. It was a place that concerned Abraham in the book of Genesis. And sometimes I don't know how he felt, but I can imagine that day it was kind of rough on him. These kind of mountaintops experiences are not there to hinder us, even though we don't understand them at the moment. But they're really there to help us in our growth in God. Joseph, 
had a coat of many colors and yet he was put into prison for some 12 years, I believe, or something like that. For a long time for something that he never committed. Could you imagine? He could have sat in that prison day after day and said, God, I don't understand you. I can't figure you out. And I don't understand why I'm going through this stuff. All I did was just talk good and nothing ever happened. I didn't try to instill nothing. I didn't try to come on to somebody else's wife. I didn't try to do nothing. I was innocent, Lord. And so I imagine there was a lot of times that he had a conversation with God. But somewhere along the line, Joseph realized that he had to build himself an altar. And sometimes when you're going through life, and we all go through it. And some days we have good days and some days we have terrible days. Some weeks we have good weeks and some weeks we have bad weeks. Some seasons are terrible and some seasons are great. Somebody says, I cannot wait for 2020 because 2019 wasn't good to me and my family. And so we find that we are full of emotions. Listen, if I can watch over Yeller and cry then I'm full of emotions. If I can watch certain movies, now, I know I look big and bad and tough, but I like Hallmark movies. And some of them movies, sometimes they get to me. I, then I had to tell myself, stupid, it's a movie. <laughs> Not real. But I find myself getting caught up. Oh, is he going to really date her? Is he going to leave her? He's not going to what? I know nobody else has ever been there. But you find yourself, you get caught up in certain emotions. Little House on the Prairie, I used to watch that and I'd get caught up in it. I mean, there's just different things that you get caught up in in life. And, and so we, we, we see we're just humans that have types of feelings. We all have feelings. What do you think the addict does what he or she does? Sometimes they want a good high because they want to escape reality. Things that they're going through, things that they're dealing with, things that's happening in their own lives are things that's happened in their lives. Why do you think that those that are lost out there in the world that's lost and dying tries to do everything to cover up how they really feel inside? Because they go through emotions in life and life is not always good to everybody. None of us here had to, has ever had a walk in the park, I'm sure. I'm sure if we all could tell our stories, we all got great stories. I'm sure that if we could all say where we come from and what our lives was like, I would be, I would be blown away just to think of what you went through as a young person or an individual. What if... What if you didn't know me at the age of 17? What kind of guy would I look like? I'm not this guy behind the pulpit. I wasn't raised like this. What if I seen you when you was younger or five years ago or three years ago or 20 years ago? We all got stories we could tell. You know why? Because we all have been through things. But the greatest thing about them all is we're survivors. I'm here today. I made it thus far. You know why I made it? Because I had a grandmother who prayed for me. I really truly believe that God sent my grandmother on earth to pray for her grandson, Mike Burton. I really believe that. 
I believe that my brain is not fried today because God's seen that someday I'd be a preacher. Now, he chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and I'm one of them. So he's seen me and who I was. My mom and dad, I lived in the cities in St. Louis, and I could run the streets at 12 and 13 years old as long and as late and as many times as I want. My mom and dad did other things. They didn't worry about what I was doing at the moment. They didn't know I was in an alley sniffing carpet cleaner and walking, not even know where I'm walking to. They didn't know that I was in the backside of some truck doing LSD 25, and they didn't know that because they was too busy doing their own thing. So we all got a story to tell. But the greatest thing about our stories is, is that there's other stories out there that needs to be in the church that needs to be told of what God has done in their lives. See, we all have mountaintops experiences. So I, I say whatever I go through in this life, I'm far better off than when I was a young man. What I face and what battles and what trials come my way, I'm a whole lot better today than what I was back then. When nobody cared for me back then, I found somebody that cared for me. And so when Abraham took his son up there, his only son, he was distraught with God. And, and when Joseph, the man that had the coat of many colors, was in prison for all those years and not understanding why, one thing that they, they never gave up on was the God that they served. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like God said, listen, they left. Are you going to leave too? I'm like them disciples, a couple of them that said, Lord, where would I go? You're the one that has eternal life. Man, aren't you glad he's got, he's got us in the palm of his hand? Our days ain't always bad. My worst day in, a, in this life is better than my best day without Jesus. I'm blessed. And if you are to come down from the mountain, listen, I find my, I'm a happy-go-lucky type of guy. I find good in everything, whether it's a trial I'm going through, whether it's disappointing I'm going through. I love living life. I love who I am. I love doing what I do. I love being who I am. I love life because Jesus lives in me. I love it tonight. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I fall. I cry. I get hurt. But I love Jesus and who I am today. I love my wife. I took her to a marriage couple retreat this weekend. Oh, yeah, look at her. She's smiling. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just saying Jesus knows all about my troubles. <laughs> it was good. This is very difficult when you are going through a trial of your life. This was a faith move for Abraham in the midst of the storm, winds blowing, flashing thunder, roaring. Abraham built an altar and God drew the tree that became the altar of his only son. Abraham is building the altar. The devil's stupid, he said. What is he up to? He'll find out. See, we must be willing to sacrifice in the hardest times of our life. Not just the least thing you have, but... You must be willing to lay the best at the altar of God. Because see, at the end of the day, Jesus gave his best for us. 
Worship doesn't mean that it's always going to be a comfortable place. Worship doesn't mean it's always going to be the best time. But Jesus is turned on to our worship tonight, church. Whether it's in the trial or whether it's just in the good of the moment tonight. And I want to encourage you tonight that, that even though you're on a mountaintop and it may not be the best, still worship God. Sacrifice yourself there and lay yourself upon the altar of God and say, God, it doesn't matter. All that I have and all that I am is because of you. And this thing that I'm going through, oh yeah, it's rough. Oh yeah, it's hard. Oh yeah, it's terrible. But it's going to be a better day coming. It's going to get better instead of worse. Worship doesn't mean that you have to be in a comfortable place all the time. Some can only worship God when things are great. Do you know those type of people? I read them all the time on Facebook. Oh, here's Sister Sally. She's always discouraged and always down, never happy. I know that you don't never read them on Facebook, but I just have a few like that. But the thing is, it doesn't matter. We shouldn't just worship God in the good times. What time I'm afraid I will trust in you, oh God. When life has got me all bumfuzzled and wrapped up and tied up and tangled up and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, I'm still going to worship you. When the doctor comes in and says, listen, I don't know if they're going to make it through the night. You better call the family in. Oh, it looks bad and it's terrible and my heart is dropping to my feet. But God, it doesn't matter. I'm going to still worship you. When you get a call and it's frantic and you're scared to death and you're fearful and the devil says, ha ha. And you want to just throw your hands up in the air and give up. Jesus says, just Worship me, and I'll make a way in the desert land. Worship is not always a comfortable place. The Bible says, I will that men pray always, everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. If we really want God to intervene every day, 24-7 in our lives, we just must simply worship. Worship him because he's what it's all about tonight. He's the one. See, it's not always the best to worship in every situation because sometimes it's just hard to. Now, I'm human, and like I said, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, and I really am. I, I, I'm, what you see here is who I am. My, my wife didn't realize when we married who she married, but I am just who I am. I love life. I'm a little silly, and sometimes she has to calm me back down and, you know, no, I don't have ADHD. But I just love being who I am, and I love Jesus, and I love life, and I love living to the fullest because of what he's done in my life. See, nobody knows but me what I've been through. Nobody knows what you've been through but you. I know what he brought me out of, and I know what he did for me. See, We just worship God in every situation. Joseph worshiped sitting in the ash heap with his body full of sores. David worshiped God from a cave as he was running for his life. Jeremiah worshiped God sitting out in the field prophesying, banging pots and pans. Joseph worshiped God out of the prison cell. 
Daniel worshiped God out of the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego worshiped God out of the fiery furnace. Jonah worshiped God out of the belly of the well. Abraham worshiped God on top of the mountain as he was offering his only son. If you really want God's attention, worship him when everything ain't right in your life. Worship him when things are very uncomfortable and the situation of your life is not in the best place to be right now. See, I believe that we can really worship God anytime, any place, anywhere, in any situation, in any circumstance. And all God wants us to do is not be worried and well-doing. One thing I know about God, and, and I know I've been kind of silly through a lot of it, but I was trying to bring some humor to it. One thing I know about God is that he won't allow you to go through something where his grace won't bring you out of it. One thing I know that if we are children of God, he says he's got my steps ordered of him. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy <clears throat> word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light unto my path. His word directs us and guides us. His word leads us. He is word. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word is God. He is the word. He is life. He gives life. And so if, if he is in you and you're his child, don't you know that he's got you covered and that the trial that you're going through, yeah, you may not understand it, may not figure it out, may not know why. You heard that song? I may not know when, I may not know why, I may not know how, but I know that he'll do it again. Jesus is the lover of our souls tonight. And his desire is to take care of his children. And if you're going through something tonight, <clears throat> I want to just come by and encourage you that God's watching out over you. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not all by yourself in, in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the trial. You know, I know you may not share it with your best friend. You may not share it with your church people. You may not share it always with the pastor. Maybe you're a quiet person. Maybe you just come to church and do your thing and nobody knows what you're going through. And maybe we sit by you week after week and somebody sits by you all the time and they got their hands praising and crying and you think they're just so spiritual and here you are struggling. God loves you just as much as he does that person. And he sees your heart as much as he sees that person's heart. You just choose to worship in a different way than that person does. I'm loud, so I just loud. But just because you're quiet, that doesn't mean God's not touching you. And so tonight, if you're going through something and you feel like that God's forsaken you, I just simply wanted to come by tonight and tell you he's not. He's still here. And that joy that he gave us the world didn't and the world can't take it away stand with me tonight would you <clears throat> i want you to come and pray tonight and this is wednesday night and and uh, uh 
we, uh, we, we pray on Wednesday nights and we just trust God to just minister and to have his way in our lives and the church and revival. And we're just trusting God that revival is going to break out. And it starts with us. I realize that. But even when we pray on Wednesday nights for the Lord just to have his way in the church and the, and the, in our lives and that he would just, uh, his will would be done and that revival would come and, and we'd be a part of the revival move of God. We also come Wednesday night because this, 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 that's all folks. <laughs> this altar right here, this, this here is our sanctuary. This is the place that for me, I can run to and I can come and hide. This is the sanctuary of God. This is a place that I can take my burdens to and know that. This is just a place that I choose to come to worship God. And this is our sanctuary that we just come and we give it all to God. And, you know, we could do it in our cars and we do, and we could do it in our homes and we do. We can do it a lot of different places, but a lot of times there's no better place that we just come to the sanctuary of God and say, here I am, Father. All that I am and all that I ever be is all because of you. So would you find you a place to pray? And if you just need encouragement, then I pray that something was said tonight that just lifted your spirits and that just brought you to a place of understanding that God loves you and he's got you when you're going through. Come on and let's pray, would you? If you need prayer and want us to pray for you, we'll be glad to pray for you. Come on, just find you a place and just pray and just allow the Holy Spirit to touch you in a way that only he can touch you.